0: Louise Myers has been on a decades-long journey to uncover the story of her uncle Frank, one of New Zealand's most prominent deer hunters of his era. By 1965, at the age of 30, Frank Ersig had established a reputation as a prominent marksman and mountaineer. Leah Tebbett caught up with Louise to hear about Frank and the history of the deer culling industry in New Zealand.
1: We knew about our uncle Frank, that he was an adventurous, interesting man who led a a really quite fascinating life for his sadly short life. But uh, no, there weren't many family stories and there weren't many photos. So he really was someone that I grew to want to discover and and write about.
0: And that you've done, you know, over the past, is it two decades, you've undertaken a lot of research and it's all compiled into your book, Finding Frank. I'm guessing you have a better picture of of who he was, which, you know, the book was essentially about the life of your uncle, but in fact I think it's also turned into the history of the deer culling industry in New Zealand as well.
1: Yes, it has, yes. And that came about because if I was writing about Frank and his years as a deer culler, and I needed to know what led up to that, why these men were out in the mountains eradicating what was then known as a pest, what his work was, and where where it came from, why there were so many deer. So from the 1930s when deer culling first started to 1956, they killed over a million deer, and Frank came in in 1956 when the New Zealand Forestry Service took over from internal affairs, and that there was too many deer, according to the government of the day, and they had to, had to be eradicated. And I think he loved the thrill of it all because he was more of a South Island shooter. So he was Canterbury, Central Otago and the West Coast and, and definitely South Westland down the Haast area. So that's very, very mountainous terrain and difficult passes that he would have had to cross over. And I, I, I just think he loved it. He loved those challenges and he loved the country. What
0: amazes me is talking about the difficult terrain that he was in and nowadays we obviously have more advanced technology and in terms of really mountaineering across parts of the world that people probably hadn't had much experience on you know do you know what it was like to be that in those days
1: well yeah i mean they just really knew how to look after themselves they didn't have like you say the modern technology that we have today Very basic equipment. They had to know how to get through those mountain passes and get out of difficult situations, and they really did learn on their feet. They might have a a rudimentary place to to sleep. They may have made a little lean-to tent. They may have found what's called a dry rock and slept under that. They may have crossed a very trickling stream in the morning to go out for a day's hunt, and then the rain would come down, especially on the west coast, And so that small stream that they crossed over in the morning ankle deep was a a torrent that um, they'd have to wait out to get back over. So they had nothing. They were on their own.
0: And do you know what happened to that deer culling industry? How did did that sort of wind down?
1: Frank was right on the cusp of it winding down. So what happened was the helicopters came in. They realised that there was money to be made in the, the venison. So rather than all those years of the government hunters shooting the beast, the meat decaying. They realised with the helicopters coming and they could retrieve the animals off the mountain and it was the beginning of the venison export industry in New Zealand, which hasn't stopped. So yes, to answer your question, it was the helicopters.
0: And I mean, speaking of helicopters, we've mentioned that Frank's life was short, but I understand that Uh, that was the result of um, him and his friend were killed in a helicopter hunting accident. And it was the first helicopter hunting accident, wasn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, it was just awful, awful, tragic event. So the accident happened on June the 1st, 1965, and it was in the Matukituki Valley, just west of Wanaka, fairly high up, just above the tussock line on the mountains. So Frank was with his hunting mate, Johnny Cumming, and on that day... Uh, while dragging deer carcasses to the craft, they came into contact with the rotor blades and both died instantly. About six months later, they employed a um, different system where they had a long cargo strop so that the helicopter was elevated away from the ground and the deer were clipped on and hauled off the mountain that way so you could not come into contact with the blades. But yes, it ended both Frank and Johnny's lives. I think Johnny was only twenty nine and Frank was in his thirtieth year. Really horrible.
0: With that small hazy image that you have as a preschooler in your head, what is your memory of him now that you know everything that you know? Obviously you don't have a tangible memory, but I mean what's the image that you now have of of your uncle in your head after this project?
1: Well, you're bringing tears to my eyes right now because Frank's always been here with me on this journey. I just have gotten to know him over these past, actually, 25 years. It was 1998 that I started out this journey. I just feel so grateful and so full of love for this journey that, in a way, we've both been on. He will be a part of New Zealand's history.
0: Louise Myers talking about her uncle, Frank Ersig, and you can learn more about Frank and the deer culling industry in Louise's book, Finding Frank. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.
1: For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit botoxcosmetic.com or call 877 351 0300.
0: Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name.